Hello! Brussels sprouts are back, Jess! Coming straight into your ears, Dan. And straight into your mind as well. This week we're joined by Ben Hutchin, aka Butch from Clarendon. Big old Butch joined us this week, didn't he? And they are a big, <laughs> big company. 32 sites in London and South East. They are going places. They're already at places, Jess. They are already at places indeed. Find out how one of the biggest commercial real estate providers in London is dealing with the COVID crisis. So stay tuned and listen to this great episode of Brussels Sprouts. Brussels Sprouts. Welcome to Brussels Sprouts, the podcast where we cut through the BS in business. Today we are joined by Ben Hutchin, the Global Head of Property at Clarendon. Welcome, Ben. Thank you. Uh, Ben, lovely to meet you and thanks for coming on the show. Uh, We like to start with a little section where we pitch you, you, if that makes sense. Does that make sense? Why do we do that, Dan? Uh, I don't know, I'm not too sure actually. <laughs> Just love the sounds of our own voices. So prepare for a blushworthy elevator pitch from Dan. Just a side note there, blushworthy is not a word, Jess, so. It is. <laughs> it's not. Okay. All right, so... starting the clock. You've got 15 seconds, Daniel. Okay. Hello, we are Clarendon. We've been in business for over 20 years and offer stylish workplaces, landlord services, virtual facilities, meeting venues and lounges. We provide office space to businesses of all sizes in several locations around London and the South, all near major transport hubs. No two of our buildings are the same and we ensure that each business can bring its own personality to their space. Sounded like you read that directly off their website. Maybe I did, maybe I didn't. Prove it. Spot on, spot on. Yeah, very good. Anything you want to add, Ben? Did he do you justice? I think you got it pretty much, uh, pretty pretty much spot on there, Dan. So thank you very much. Good. I'm a great writer. You can, you know, if you're looking for a copywriter, just uh, drop me a message. <laughs> Pitching for a job. <laughs> very good. Um, okay. So now we know all about Clarendon. We want to know about you, Ben. So are you ready for some quick fire questions? Far away. Far away. Is all prepared. Okay. So how long have you worked at Clarendon? I've I've been with Clarendon for just under four years now. So um, I came from um, uh, I, I'm a charter surveyor by background, and um, I was very much on the advisory side of being a charter surveyor. And then uh, thought I'd come to Clarendon to join the Flex Office community. Amazing. Nice. Uh, who is your hero, Ben? My hero. It's probably it's got to be a sporting hero. I, I I'll take you back to when I was when I was young, and it was um. Ian Botham, the the legend uh, as he is, who who used to smack his sixes for, um, yeah, used to used to just smack the ball all around the ground. I loved his style. Yeah, it's cool. What even sport is that? Cricket. 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 I'm actually that useless. Sorry. (laughs) Um, what would you sing at a karaoke night? What would I sing at a karaoke night? Oof. Well, it would probably, it's got to be something easy, isn't it? So um, ugh, probably a, a Dire Straits number or, or something along those lines. But um, nice. yeah, as long as you don't go for Oasis to... Wonderwall, we're happy. <laughs> Jess, do you know who Dire Straits are? Didn't think so. Um, <laughs> what's your favourite thing about your... <laughs> I don't know they are either. What's your favourite thing about your career? Um. I think it property is, is a very sort of uh, people's based um, career. So it's um, I think it's talking to people, um, trying to do deals, um, trying to make things happen. And um, it's, it's nice being able to deal with 
how can I say it, physical assets rather than um, figures on a pink bit of paper. So, yeah, I think it's um, it's the people and actually dealing with physical assets. Nice. Um, do you have any nicknames? Um, well, my name's Hutchin, so Hutch is always the uh, is normally my my nickname, or Hutch or Butch. Um, but Butch. No, Butch, yeah. Nice. Can we call you Butch for the rest of the podcast? Yeah, go on, <laughs> go on then. <laughs> um, and last but not least, Butch, what's your favourite podcast? Um, I don't listen to a lot of podcasts, um, but um, there was um. No, I'll, I'll pass on that one. Hmm, not the one you're on right now, by any chance. <laughs> it will be from now on, yes. But, exactly, yeah. right answer. So, great to get to know Butch. <laughs> That's the overview. Brilliant. Uh, ben, thanks again for coming on the show. It's not, it's not finishing, we're just starting. It sounded like I was finishing there. Uh, so, now we're going to sort of kick into our key questions that we put together for you. Um, right. Ben. As the global head of property, what geographical trends have you noticed regarding work, workplaces occupancy post-COVID? Um, well, it's, it's nice of you to call us a global. Um, we are, as we're as we're only based in the UK, it's um it's always always a flattering to be called global. But it says it on your LinkedIn, Butch. <laughs> global. I'm sure it doesn't say global. Global. It does. I can assure you. Uh, but let's go for Hutch, not not Butch. I think, but Hutch is probably probably. <laughs> a nice one um global i'm trying to think where global came from that that might have been from when i was um based at um averson young but anyway um moving on um I, I in terms of geographical trends um i i think it's fair to say that um uh there in terms of recently that the requirements for office space has probably been more out of towns rather than in the middle of towns um especially looking at london which is if um if you like where I think probably COVID is is affected people travelling into London, and it's from my experience of um, seeing uh, the tubes and seeing the streets in London, it is quiet at the moment. So um, I think those trends will probably continue, and and we'll probably see office requirements probably around the fringes of of, of towns, um, and there may be this. Um, everyone's talking about it, but the the hub and spoke approach, where people are using, if you like. Um, uh, uh, different locations um, and then traveling into town for meetings so um, yeah I think we'll see that probably continue for the next um, for the next period. How do you feel about um, the recent restrictions then that were announced this week in terms of they encourage everyone to go back to the office and now they've obviously taken that back? Yeah it's a, it, it's, it's a bit of a kick really because th th there we were thinking we were just getting getting the momentum back going again and then suddenly we have that news of um, trying to encourage people to to not work from London, not come back into London again. Um, I don't. It's not very. It's not sort of cut and dry saying you definitely can't come in. It's, it's sort of the encouragements there to to not come in. And um, I, I think in if you like our industry, and you take our company for example, we are um, client facing. So our employees, you know, have to have to be coming in. We have to be servicing our our uh, our business and, and what we do so in terms of our staff we're very much encouraging that them to obviously come in and, and keep servicing our business we, we still do have clients coming in and using our buildings so we have to be servicing our, our, our buildings and, and carrying on as normal really um yeah again no, no excuse for not carrying on and then you start to look at our 
you know what what has actually happened and it's um you know when you start comparing it to uh, to other uh, you know the common colds cancers and everything else that's out there it's 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 not that big and i think for us sort of if you like um i say young um people who are who are not elderly people who are not going to be massively affected by this covid let, let's just get on with life let, let's let's get back into the office and i, I think that's what us property guys are, are trying to encourage um that's i agree and this for me the the instructions weren't that obvious from uh from boris so he sort of said i encourage you not to go back to the office but it wasn't like it didn't really harp on about it it was just sort of like a one-liner so I, I don't think it was enough sort of um encouragement to say stay out of london or stay out of the city so a lot of people are taking that as we'll still go back in i think so yeah i'm i'm, I'm with you on that definitely yeah, it's definitely a very strange time. Unprecedented, some may say. <laughs> um, so how is Taradon's utilising technology to meet changing customer demand? So you mentioned how people are moving to the outskirts, but I think increasingly technology also seems to be a part of that pull back to the office once we go back to the new normal. Yes, I mean, I mean, technology, the prime bit of technology which um, our business obviously uses is is internet and i think that's that's you know m most businesses need a need a good internet connection so we we ensure that all of our buildings are are, are lit with um with a high speed internet connection and reliable reliability is obviously key in internet and um how we operate is is very very important for um businesses to to work um in in an agile basis in terms of working away from the office working at home um here we are now, obviously, um, talking on video, and it, 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 it's all hopefully working. And um, so that's that's obviously important. And then in terms of other technology um, we use in the business, um, you know, it's things like um, remote access into into offices. So we can, you know, give everyone access through through their phones. You know, it goes up to the door, and then it, then it will it'll open the door again. That enables um people to get in without a key which is okay fine but it also enables us to um to monitor who's going in and out of our buildings and in and out of each offices um and then there's everything from um you know zoom calls in terms of ensuring that all of our offices um and especially meeting rooms have cameras for our clients to be able to do zoom calls um uh, putting in um uh, soft phones in terms of people can use um, their landlines from their from their um, sorry use their what landline numbers from their mobile phones. Um, so yeah, we are we're, we're definitely embracing it. Um, it's that ever ever changing piece, isn't it? Technology. Um, you've got to keep you've got to keep up with it. Um, you, you've got to you've got to make sure you're you've always got the latest trick. No, definitely. I think you touched on a lot of interesting things there. I mean, initially with internet. I think at the beginning it was a bit rocky with people working from home but what we found as like connectivity providers is the security element that's been so serious for our customers working at home because your home connection you're connect now collaborating on all these different cloud platforms and these open wireless access points and that's just loads of different endpoints that hackers can tap into so the rise in security has been exponential and then you also mentioned obviously zoom calls and meeting rooms loads of surveys out there are saying that the main reason people will go back to the office is for the collaboration piece um, and I think work spaces having good AV equipment and those different 
things, even just like Wi-Fi so you can move around a building, but also the screens and the infrastructure so people can collaborate. That's going to be the massive pull back to the office because that's what you can't do at home. I mean, having a three-person meeting meeting is fine, obviously, via Zoom, but when you've got 10 people, you just won't get the same sort of input as everyone sat around a table. And it is going to be some people tapping in via Zoom as well as people in the office. So it's striking that balance. Yeah, I, I agree. It's... Um... As I say, it's the the, the ever changing piece which you, you've you've got to keep um you've got to keep on top of, and you know so, some people have gone a step further with the with the sort of infrared cameras to make sure people's all healthy when they when they're walking through the doors. Maybe may a little bit Big Brother's watching you that, but um <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah. how many sort of temperature guns have you had pointed at your head, Ben? <laughs> Uh, good, good question. Um, I did have yeah I did I did have one fun enough going um coming out of Waterloo, which was a bit odd. And uh, so I was, I was literally travelled into Waterloo, but I think it was a, a test thing. But um, yeah, it was it feels slightly odd when you have the in, in, at your head. Are you sure you wasn't actually being mugged? <laughs> <laughs> True, yeah. Um, uh, I don't ben, think so, anyway. Fingers crossed. How are you ensuring that, well, obviously in these times of COVID, uh, people are now dispersed and they're everywhere and, you know, no one's, uh, in the office anymore, so you don't really have that direct contact with everybody. So, how are Clarendon ensuring the well-being of employees uh, at this time, and what advice would you give to others? Um, I mean, in terms of our employees, we have, um, you know, we, we've got to ensure that, as I say, that our our offices are open. So, we've got to ensure our employees are in our office space. Um, we have a, a you know a, a range of employees from from sort of if you like uh, operations through to maintenance through to cleaning through to front of house back of house so we it, again it's not it's not one one job um fits all if, if you sort of mean in terms of the rules of, of of what what they should be doing what they shouldn't be doing um so we've by the nature of um our offices we have to obviously make sure they're all covid safe anyway for our clients and um our clients as well as our employees so we, we we follow all the all the usual guidelines um whether that's signage whether that's sanitizing whether that's waypoints um you know all, all the usual methods which which we're seeing um in, in in offices as well as shops um and then as i say not not every role is is the same so um it you know in terms of some staff being able to work from home um sales staff for example could potentially work from home whereas a security guard for example cannot really work from home so again it's it's really it depends on 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 the roles as to um what our staff um, and and employees are doing are you also doing anything to maintain the culture whilst people are more dispersed are you having the zoom quizzes have you been through all those different fads um i Again, I've, as I said, m most of our employees are in, at work, so it, it's not like we've got to try and pull them all together on 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 Zoom. Um, you know, we don't we don't have a huge amount of, if you like, group Zoom calls because there's no no real need for it because, as I say, everyone has very very different roles. Um, however, you know, a, a few of us all, all speak the sales guys and the operations guys. We we all, we all speak on on calls now and again just to make sure we're all singing from the same sheet and, and we all know what's going on i think it's important you know in terms of sales um people coming in and out 
and there are there are a lot of people going out as well as coming in so it, it is it's constantly moving our occupancy so we have to make sure we are we all know what's going on um and and that is a you know a communication piece within the business which which we are we are good at um do you find your occupancy is on a, a upward trend now uh, obviously with what how it's sort of been dying now in the covid chat um and do you expect it now to sort, sort of flip um I, I think it's fair to say uh, occupancy um you know that there was the the not necessarily hangover but there was the sort of lag effect of yeah. um you know obviously the beginning beginning of covid when it started to kick in um a lot of our clients were still in still had licenses or 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 um unexpired if you like months left on their licenses um so it's not until they came to an end when potentially they would um, terminate their licenses. So we are seeing a fair few terminations at the moment just because it's, if you like, because they can, whereas before they couldn't. So, yes, we're seeing some terminations, but we are now seeing new deals going on. So um, the, the if you like, the breakthrough point will be when, if you like, um, terminations and um, move-ins, if you like, sort of, hit the equilibrium um we're not quite at that stage yet but in, uh, hopefully in the next couple of months we will see move-in start to if you like overtake um move outs and i think then it will start to sort of move quite quickly in 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 that direction um we we do we are anticipating a uh, a silver lining for the for the flex sector um and i think it's fair to say there will be um you know lots of companies which are um approaching lease expiry in on a conventional lease um and they'll be thinking well what do i do for the next period um do i renew for five years i don't know what my workplace is going to look like what why why would i want to tie myself in for five years and that's where the, the flex sector i think will experience a um a, an uptick in demand and um activity where if you like conventional um companies who take I say conventional companies, conventional lease companies will then um, flip over to the flex sector. No, I completely agree. I think what you've described is a trend that's happening across flexible operators. There's been a bit of a lag because you are flexible. People are going to cancel and then come back. And it's this period of uncertainty. But you can expect as soon as COVID's over, whether that's 12 months or 24, um, that will be where all those traditional lease um, companies with traditional leases will then sort of get involved with their new way of working and their more flexible styles. So there should be an, a big spike eventually, but right now we just have to wait for Boris Johnson to give us the nod, which is very frustrating. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, okay, so moving on to the workplace quiz. So Ben, you're up against Dan. Um, you all know far more about him, <laughs> him. But this is just a few different studies about ways of working, nothing about what's going on at the moment because we've had a lot of COVID chat and we're done with it. So what did the University of Minnesota study reveal as the benefits of having a messy desk? Is it A, it helps employees focus, B, there's always a snack left over hiding somewhere, or C, it spurs creative thinking and stimulates new ideas? So the benefit of a messy desk. A, focus, B, snacks, or C, stimulates new ideas? Ben? Right. I'm going to go C, stimulates new ideas. Daniel? 
Uh, what are the options, Jess? <laughs> I'm not reading that again. Are you joking? Oh, A, focus, yeah. B, snacks, or C, new ideas? Focus. The answer is C. Yeah. Well done. One point to Ben. I'm going to tally these up. Um, I would love already. to spin my camera around right now because my desk is full of mess. So, hey, I'm the peak of creativity. Um, number two, what's the similarity did a career builder study find between workplace and high school? So what's the similarity between workplace and high school? Is it A, both are filled with cliques? B, they have leaders in charge that take joy in disciplining others? Or C, they both have bad food? Uh, probably, I'll, I'll go first. A, uh, the cliques. Cliques. Ben, do you think cliques, leaders in charge that enjoy disciplining or C, bad food? I was going to go cliques, but I've got to go something different. So I'll go, uh, uh, I'll go B. Go B. The answer is cliques. So uh, there yeah. we go. What a little draw. And then for the tiebreaker, final question. So what percentage of employees made risky purchases on the company credit card, such as an overly expensive dinner? Um, a, 50%, Z, B, 5%, or C, 35%. So 50%, 5%, or 35%. Ben? I think 5%, B. B, Dan? Uh, what was it, 50% and 50%, what? 50%, 5%, or 35%? That's the, it's not as little as 5%, surely it's not. It's that, we've all done it here, that's 100%, 35%. <laughs> actually A. 50%. So there you go. I was right. If you're looking for, you know, cutting back the finances during COVID, you need to look at those companies, <laughs> those employee expenditures. There you go. And that wraps up the quiz. Uh, and that also wraps up the show, Ben. <laughs> ah, well, thanks for having me. Thank, Thank you so, so much. much for joining us. Uh, it's, it's great to have you on, Ben. Honestly, really insightful, uh, your answers to those questions. And, um, and so just a pleasure to uh, have um, your business uh, come and join us on Brussels Sprouts. Um, thank you so much, everyone, for coming tuning in today. Brussels Sprouts. Mm-mm-mm, I am so full, Jess. Oh, full up of delicious Brussels sprouts content. So tasty, so, so tasty. Well done everyone for completing one of your five a day. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was really interesting. Thanks so much for joining us, Ben. Um, great to hear the occupancy levels are on the rise. Uh, a little bit surprised actually about some of his um, views and opinions around COVID-19. Yeah, some of it's quite controversial, but, you know, everyone's got their own uh, agendas uh, and ways of dealing with this situation. So, fair play. Good luck to you all. And thank you, everyone. Tune in next week. It's Brussels Sprouts. Coming in your ears, Brussels Sprouts. <laughs>